0: Mm-hmm.
1: The different right. people teach these people in the way yeah. of life. Yeah. and if They find, she said they find the one person you didn't do it to that you still constantly put yourself around and use that person to take you down with a stumbling block or whatever mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. you be able to open up to a spirit and it might be something he show you or some... They put Indeed. on you or you or something, but they use that person to open up the gates because they can't come to you by themselves, so they got to use the people that you still allow. And that's what they went into, uh, Ryan Corey was saying, when you are equally yoked, right? With people that don't believe, and you're putting these people around you. Now, I can understand that they're trying to come into the faith and you build them with them, because even as that lady was saying, at that point, they got a little flame on them that keep the spirits mm-hmm. on. And they're uh, uh, the of the Holy Spirit.
2: Can, yeah. I want to add something in to what y'all brothers are saying to kind of tie this in to something that people could probably actually, like, look at and understand for themselves. So if you look at history, there have been points in history that can corroborate what the brothers are speaking of here. For example, in uh, in America, we had the Salem witch trials. I don't know if y'all ever heard of that, where certain witches were being executed because back in the day um, when the Puritans and those people came and did what they did, colonizing and things of that nature, there was a lot of witchcraft that came from Europe. And even if you go look into history, it's documented fact. You could look this up. Right now, there were over 80,000 witches killed in Europe between the year 1500 to 1600. Now think about that, 80,000. Now we know that if there are witches and there are people doing witchcraft and there has to be some kind of validity to it. Now to bring it back around to something that relates to what we're talking about today in our communities. Um, many of you guys out there may be familiar with Lil Boosie, you know what I'm saying? I wanna give y'all a story that he told, something that I actually know of to be true with a family member in my life to lets you know that this spirit realm is not a joke and that demonic forces are not a joke. Lobusi talked about a time in which he was 17, you can look this video up, and he got high on angel dust. And when he got high on angel dust, he said uh, his car broke down. He got out of his car, he started walking down the street and he looked back and he saw three demons on three horses. And he said two of the demons had a head on their head. And when they saw him and he saw them, he said the demons started screaming out Lobusi and, and calling his name and started chasing him and making these loud noises and chasing him. you know, he said he ran all the way home. He jumped over fences, scraped his knees. He got back to the house. He's all bloodied up. And, it, and he, 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 he gets home. He's crying. And he's telling his mom what happened and, and the demons he saw and things of that nature and uh she goes and say well I'm going to the 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 dust man and I'm a you know I'm going to tell him not to sell you that stuff no more. he's like no nah, I don't go to the dust man cuz you are going to be a snitch which is another problem you know I kind of highlighted earlier about us having these people in our community you know under on, on the low pharmacists and witches that are selling our people you know demonically enhanced or uh, I would say enchantments and things of that nature that cause people to see into the spirit realm, things they shouldn't see. Um, I wanna say on a personal level, I have family members that were in my house who you know might've used some kind of uh, substance and they started to see things. And they were asking us if we could see them and they were hiding behind people because they could see things in the spirit realm that that we couldn't see, but we know that these things are there. So um, if you look into your personal life and you look into history, we know that there are people out there who do believe in the devil, like Anton LaVey and other people that uh, follow Anton LaVey. We have people out there that will openly tell you they worship the devil. We have people who say they practice voodoo. Everybody know about people in Haiti who practice voodoo. We know that voodoo is a form of witchcraft and sorcery. And we hear all these stories. So we know this stuff is true. We, You get what I'm saying? And if that stuff is true, if there's a, op- if, if there's evil out there, there's demonic forces out there, then we know that there's an opposite. Everything in this earth has an opposite. You get what I'm saying? So this stuff that the brothers are mentioning here is not something that's hard to prove or look into. You can look into these things and you probably have people in your personal life who have personal experiences with these things. You get what I'm saying? So I just wanted to add that in, brothers.
1: Hey, man, for sure, bro. This joint... Hey. I know people will go and look at it and be like, oh, no, they tripping up. Or I just hear this. But you have to look into it. Man. Don't be stupid. Research, right? right. But it, yeah. it, I if it falls, it's false. If it falls, put it down. I ain't telling you to take nothing that you don't, you don't rock with. But Look into it. Don't just hear something and be like, nah. Because then that's stupidity. You ain't giving no. Right. You ain't trying to see if it's real or fake. I'm going to say this. I I just want to add this little tidbit, right? And it's kind of, Corey touched on it a little bit. Uh, It's a book called Behold the Pale Horse written by um, William Cooper. Now, he was killed because of the information he put forth. But he wrote this book, I want to say, in the 70s. And the stuff he wrote in the 70s came to pass in the 90s and and coming to pass in in the 2020s, right? But he said in the beginning of the book, he said, now, you may not believe in the devil, or angels or demonic forces or the Illuminati and all this stuff. And that's fine. But understand that there's people in the world that do believe this stuff. And these people that believe this have the power to affect your life. And because of what they believe, whether you believe it or not, because of what they believe, they're doing things and they're acting in certain ways that are gonna make your life uh you know difficult to say the least. So, you know, even if you don't think, even if you think that's nonsense. Is the people that's your representatives and your presidents and your politicians. They believe this stuff. They talk, they pray to the devil. They practice sorcery and witchcraft. And I'm not all saying every single last one of them, but enough of them do to where, you know, even if you don't think it's real, you need to at least be aware of it so you know what, they, what their mentality is. Yeah, man. got all that spirit cooking and stuff like that, bro. There's a whole bunch of stuff that they can look into in their own time. We might have a chill, laid-back podcast and talk about different things. We done to look up the research or whatever. Um, But but that I just wanted to get the people joint. That's why I was telling them that because where I said even people that you're around, you're going to have to start to um, just communicate yourself with them. This is, this is kind of the same as if you're trying to if you get rich and you got your homeboy, that's, you you done changed your life. You done came up in the world. You ain't got to live street life no more. He's still on the street trying to do all that stuff and it's involving you that's going to make you get locked up. And you got to separate yourself like, hey, bro, why? if that's what you want to do, you can still do it and you still be my homeboy. You got to be my homeboy from a distance because the life you live. In. The same way you got to do when you come into a knowledge or understanding or truth and you change, and the respect is still there for the friend that you have for a long time. But the, the thing that uh, happens is you acknowledge that it's a difference. It's a change. And you have to be careful. Right? So when we get back to it, right, we was talking about the different things you can take out. And I wanted to leave the floor open for anybody to speak. And when somebody speak up first, then they can go. But if anybody had any more roles that we can step up into other than, or not just roles that we can step up to, things that we need to uh, accept in. But I can tell that with the stuff that we need to take out, it's going to automatically help us step into the roles. But I wanted to see if any more uh, points people had to add to it. Right now we got provide, sorry, self uh, esteem or self confidence building in how you lead. And we got uh, raising our family, raising our children, being a man in the house. And then we have from um, brother Corey protecting, right? So I wanted to leave the floor open for anybody to put, add something to that if they have something or add to something that we need to take out again.
2: Um, I wanted to say one thing. Uh, uh, Brother Knight, you want to go ahead? I just want to say one thing, but you can go ahead first. You can go ahead. No,
3: no, no. No, you can go ahead. I'll, I'll uh, go after
2: you. It's fine. I just wanted to add one thing in related to earlier when I mentioned um, getting rid of outside influences. And I want to say something that kind of happened to me as a youth. Um, and this is the importance of understanding that in order to have a, a positive and a, a flourishing environment in which the youth can grow up and to be, you know, strong men and strong women, you have to get rid of the outside influences. So I remember as a youth, speaking of family members, you know, that were going through things in terms of drug addiction, um, and this kind of goes into the scriptures where the scriptures say that light and darkness can't dwell in the same place. you know, There's either gonna be light, there's either gonna be darkness. You know what I'm saying? Two opposing forces cannot be in the same area because one is gonna take away from, you know, the essence of the other one. So um, I remember being in an environment where, you know, my mother, she's the only person working in the house. There may be, let's say, eight to 10 people in the house, including the children. And my mom is working. And then there were certain people that were living with us at the time who, while my mom would be asleep, and I'm, I'm young at the time, I'm young, they would, because they were dealing with certain uh, addictions and things, they would go about stealing my mom's money. And this would take food out of our stomach as children. So it got to a point where my mom had to hide money in my pamper. You know what I'm saying? My mom had to put money in my pamper and hope I didn't poop on the money by the time she got to it because when she go to sleep, people go through, you know, a wallet to go take things and, you know, go do what people do when they have addictions, you know? And then uh, we got older and I remember my mom would buy us video games. She would buy us clothes, things that we needed, you know, video games, of course, that was, you know, not necessarily a necessity, but clothes we needed. that We needed to go to school, you know, Uh, hygiene is very important as a young man so um, my mama buys clothes and it got to the point where certain of my family members were still in our clothes to go and you know fulfill their addiction and it got to the point where we got down that my my family members they studied us so well me and my brothers that all the video games we had they studied us to know which game we played the most and they sold every other game that we had. And we didn't even realize it was the other games were gone because we were, we were there was one game that we really liked the most. So we would play this game and then one day, and let's play something else. And then we go to look for other games and other games are gone. So it got down to we literally had nothing. And I wanted to say that when someone in the community has a problem, especially if it's a demonically influenced issue, they will go to the furthest extent to fulfill whatever that is whether it's a drug addiction whether it's a pedophile pedophiles will kidnap children we have a an epidemic in the states right now pandemic in the states where children are missing 800,000 a year and we're getting all these documents that are coming out about pedophiles within our community and outside of our community you get what I'm saying they're kidnapping our children and doing all of these things. They're kidnapping women. And when you have issues in the community where you have people that are murdering, people that are pedophiles, people that are on drugs, and people that are living an alternative lifestyle, one that is alternative to the most high, there was a reason the most high gave us commandments to not have these people within our quarters because they're going to cause harm to us. You get what I'm saying? So, I wanted to bring this out to say that it's nothing personal. If ever we get on here and we, we saying anything about uh, a lifestyle that maybe we lived personally or something, uh, a lifestyle that someone in our family members or one of our friends live, it's not to bring shame or bring harm on anyone. It's to, to basically bring light to the fact that there's only one way to do things. And it's the way that the most high God said, and, whether we realize it or not, everything that he asks us to do is for a variety of reasons. We might say doubts are not killed, but there are a thousand reasons why we shouldn't uh, murder. You get what I'm saying? There are so many things that happen in the community when you kill just one person. For example, you kill someone's father. Now the children have to grow up without a father. Now someone else has to step in and provide for those children. Okay. Now you have children growing up with insecurity. They grow up and have children. They continue a cycle. Their children's children suffer as a result of that that death. And now you have these children who have children, don't raise them properly because they were not raised properly. And now their children are out in the community selling drugs, getting into criminal activity, out murdering, out doing things they shouldn't be doing. So when we talk about things that are simple that the most asked us not to do, there are a, a hundred, probably even a thousand reasons why we shouldn't do them. Do them, and if we do do them, it's going to cause some kind of detriment. So, it's, yeah. this is what I wanted to elaborate on and, and bring in in terms of <clears throat> outside influence. And that was
1: good because, man, when you look at, we got to start with the drug happening, the kidnapping of our kids. If we patrol our community, like you were saying, protecting earlier we'll be able to stop these behaviors or things from happening within our community as much as we can. It'll be uh, it'll bring down the statistic that's out there now if we as men were able to manage our community, not just the people that's in our house, the people on the block, the people on the other block. You know what I'm saying? If we look into helping protect each other, right? And I want to take this side note real quick to say, I hope everybody out there being safe, and washing your hands because it's some money out there that's been in Corey draws. So, <laughs>
2: uh,
1: out there. Uh, you don't want to get that. It. It. Hey,
2: listen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I <ain't laughs>
0: stupid, If
2: I, I would have pulled my <laughs> mom on here and still tell y'all, man, I, they put some money in my pamper, man. And I pooped on it. They had to take the money out, man. And <laughs> clean it all <laughs> <off. laughs> They left it in there too long. I remember that, the day it happened. Oh, bro. Hey, that's the real
1: C-virus.
2: That's oh, the, yeah. Dirty <laughs> <laughs> the
1: money,
0: dirty the hey, the money. That dirty money right there. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, so man, I, I hey, want to go
2: hey. ahead and
1: give uh, Brother Nine the chance to go ahead and say what he was going to say. Yes. Go it out. Yeah, basically, I
3: just wanted to hit a, a few points about men stepping up in their rightful positions. And um, I, I just want to go to two scriptures real quick. So I'm going to go to Second Titus 2 and 22, right? It says, Flee, And Brother Yisrael, like you said, by basically by finding out what it is that we need to leave alone or to do away with in our lifestyle, we'll find out exactly what roles we should be positioning ourselves to be in, right? So 2 Timothy 2 and 22, it says, Flee also youthful lust, but follow... now now you know one thing about youth that means a a young man or a child so when you flee youthful lust that's the becoming of a man it says but follow righteousness faith charity peace with them that call on the master out of a pure heart so the part that I wanted to hit on was the charity part and one thing that I spoke to a few brothers about, I believe it was Rye and Corey, um, probably like a few months ago. When we was researching charity, what we noticed was that charity, uh, it is what most people think, you know, giving alms and, you know, feeding the poor and things like that. But also charity, one of the things about charity is that you give back to the community that you may have once been a terror or a menace to. So for an example, let's say you was a drug dealer in the community. You get locked up, you do 20 years. And you know, while you're in jail, you start to renew your mind, you come out you're a new person. So what better way to give back to the community that you helped destroy than to maybe set up uh, a boxing gym for the youth. That way they don't have to turn to the streets. You know, basically set up something to where young men that was like, you know, yourself at once, you could help them out instead of allowing them to turn to the streets. Or maybe let's say you were uh, What's the one I'm looking for? Uh, I forgot the word, but basically, you know, somebody who dealt with a lot of females or something like that. Then maybe you could start something to where you helping females out, you helping younger females out, you know, you allowing them to speak to other older females, giving them motivational speeches, and, you know, basically making sure that they uh keep their chastity and things like that. And they understand the importance of waiting, you know, until you're older and you got your life together and, you know, getting married and things like that versus just, you know, being out here uh whoremonger. The same thing for men as well. So that's one position that we can step into, which is charity work, giving back to our communities, whether we were somebody that was a terror in our communities, or even if we weren't people that were a terror, we were just regular Uh, law-abiding citizens. You still want to give back where you came from. The second scripture I'm going to go to is Proverbs 13 and 22, right? It says, a good man leave an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of a sinner, the wealth of the sinner, excuse me, is laid up for the jest. So one thing about a good man, if at all possible, if he's in a position, he'll leave an inheritance for his children and for his grandchildren, excuse me for his generations to come. So that's another good position to for our people to step into is to basically work hard so that we can leave a legacy for our generations to come. Instead of uh, perpetuating this curse of every generation being broken, having to start from the bottom and living pay t- paycheck to paycheck, excuse me. And I'll pass it back to you to let the next one speak.
1: Man, that was good, bro. Charity work and that inheritance—I added it to the list. And I'm leave. i leave leaving for open for uh, um, brother. Uh, long. I mean, I'm sorry. I almost disrespect you, pastor. Long to say uh, his last quotes. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I, I thought I'm. I'm trying to dispel it, but um, <laughs> no, man. Um, <clears throat> the one thing I'm thinking, you know, you talk about being men of the house. I think that's another kind of, that's another avenue we didn't really deal with so much, but especially men that uh, profess to be holy men, men, righteous men, men of the word of God, men of the Bible, men of God. Um, You know, we always want a Sarah. You know, we want our wives to be Sarah. And uh, I say, well, you know, if you expect your wife to be Sarah, then you best be Abraham. You know, so you know, and going and kind of tying into the original question, or one of the first questions you asked about, <clears throat> um, what do young men do or seek? You know, how seek seek out the role models and whatnot. And one thing is, try to live up to the standards of the scripture. So you you compare yourself to men of the scripture. You know, Abraham was considered a friend of the Most High. You know, um, I like to look at Job, and you know, when 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 Satan came before the Most High. And the Most Most High told Satan, well, have you considered my servant Job? For there's none like him in all the land. I'm saying, can the Most High look down on me and say, there's none like me in all the land? You know, can the Most High say I'm his friend based on my lifestyle? You know, and and so, I mean, all these different people. And one thing for sure is that when you look at the scriptures and you see the, the people that the Most High dealt with, the Most High didn't deal with anything less than a man. If you wasn't a man the most high, you don't see nowhere the most high there was somebody that was a coward, somebody that wasn't handling their business, you know, somebody that wasn't stand up. So, you know, don't get it twisted, because I know a lot of our, our young brothers look at men of the faith, men that, that follow the Bible, men that profess Christ as as weak. Somehow, I don't know, you know, how, how but it... it, it it turned into, you know, if you, if you were a Christian or if you believe in the Bible, you're a Bible thump or something, you weak, you you saw. And, you know, I, Christianity has, has not done a good job of representing what a man is. But I'm going to tell you something, the most I don't deal with cowards, never have. And when you go in that scripture, and you see the type of people that the most I was dealing with, and the most I put his spirit on somebody. He didn't put his spirit on a coward and make him a bold man. He put his spirit on a bold man and made him a made them a, a force to be reckoned with, made them something that nobody, I mean, you you look at Gideon. I believe it was Gideon, right? Whose hand merged with the sword. He slew 10,000 men with a sword. You look Gideon. at David. You know what I'm saying? You look yeah. at Saul. Saul, Saul killed thousands, David killed tens of thousands. And I'm not I'm not saying about going out and being no killer. I'm just saying though, these are men, man. These were kings. So if you want to model yourself after somebody, model yourself. Don't be like Mike, be like Solomon the wisest man to ever live. You know what I'm saying? Be like Daniel who said, man, I don't care what the king say and what the law is, I'm gonna praise the most high and I'm gonna, whatever. Got tossed in the lion's then You know, these were stand up men. Say again? No, I said about that, they about that. Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, model yourself after these men. And if you gonna, if you, if you talking about you a man and you running your house, then, you know, be, you got to be that man because you can't expect a woman to follow a man to hell. Like the apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And I will have you know that the head of every woman is the man. The head of the man is Christ. And if this man is not following Christ, then you don't need to be following that man. That's so, correct. you know, if you talking about you a man and you running your house, it's certain things that men do. And the first thing is they submit themselves to Christ, and if you submit yourself to Christ and you submit yourself to the Most High, then it's a certain respect you're going to have for your wife, it's a certain respect you're going to have for your family. It's a certain way you're going to walk, a certain way you're going to talk, you know, and there's certain things you're going to do. And, and as a man, you 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 love your wife as a weaker vessel, and that's not derogatory. That means, uh you know, uh something that's precious. Something that's like like you know, like how you take care of your 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 TV, you know, flat screen. Now You don't watch out the weekend, it's, it's precious, it's it's valuable, you know. But you know it can be easily broken. So you you protect it, you deal with it a certain kind of way. So that's how we're supposed to deal with our wives, man. We're supposed to deal with our wives in that in that way. So it's 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 so much to it. We might have to go into another podcast, man, but it, it runs deep when you're talking about being a man, you know, and being a man of the most high. Because it's it's so misconstrued in our community today, and it's so much. It's so. The is we're so far from having examples that we don't even know a lot of times what a man is, you know, because the me all our men have been killed, locked up, murdered, taken away in one form or fashion through drugs, generation of crime, all these things we've mentioned, man. So, you know, I think ultimately, like I said, it's God' family nature. You got to establish a relationship with the Most High. Model yourself after these men in that book. Well, the Bible say Man to be rare in that time. Oh, man. man. Most I say you're going to make a man more precious than gold. Rare. That's crazy. Rare. It, I you don't think, I, when I'm thinking thinking about that scripture, bro, I'm saying I don't think it's meaning people, they ain't going to be no people here. No, yeah. uh, no mm. male. That's, yeah, but here. like a man is operating in that capacity as a man. Not a male, but a man. it is gonna be rare to find a man that's crazy it may may very well be the case man but yeah man so that's that's my tidbit right there man god family nation man that was that was good man and uh let me go to palata passionate let him um kill the game real quick and then i'll end this out that's with that thug passion, man.
0: <laughs> sure, bro. I went in, <laughs> man. Bro, I went, he, he, went, he went in. Sure. But don't, I don't
1: have that passion you got though. I, I don't have that passion, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, this just break it down that diabolical plot, man.
0: Hey, man, it, it, it definitely is a diabolical plot, my brother. You know what I mean? Like, and we know it, you know what I'm saying? Even for our, our brothers and sisters that, that don't know the information that we know, they, they know when they walk out their houses. They know they see what's going on in the world even with this so-called the little so-called chaos was going on right now with the, with the protests and all that if you if you just look at the man look, look 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 at your friends you know what i'm saying just just look at what's going on in the in in the in the communities look at what's going on to your to, to your neighbors you know what i'm saying just 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 look around and just and just act yourself as I'm being the right the right man that I need to be. For my family and for my nation, is I'm being the right man that I'm supposed to be with God. You know what I'm saying? And everybody, because it's, it's it's something. The most I put something in all of us that we gotta that, that we gotta touch and and find it and dig out. We all have a conscience, so we know when things is not right with with within us and within our community. And I said, and it all starts with the Most High God. It all starts with, with right there with, with that key thing. And like, like I said, man, don't ask me, ask God. You know what I mean? So just look in your mirror, and I, and I, I, I want all the men out here to, to, to look in the mirror and ask yourself: Is you the, the is you being the, the man that the Most High God wants you to be? To support your family, support your nation. Is you being that man? Is you really being that man? Like somebody that, 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 like, like Michael Jackson said, it starts with the man in the mirror, man. It starts with the man in the mirror. And if we can't fix that man in the mirror, we won't ever fix our nation. We won't ever fix our family. So we really got to start with the man in the mirror and ask him straight up, Is I'm being the man that God want me to be. That's all I got to say, my brother.
1: Man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change. Can't sing, but that's it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen. Ross says a good quote: "The first thing a man gonna do is submit to Christ, and that's what we got to picture. That's what we got to imagine. That's what we got to put in play." As people out here, I want to tell you all this uh, about this video that's going viral right now. It was like a 46 year old man and a 31 year old man and a 15 year old boy, right? The 46-year-old man was mad, pissed off, and pro- they had to protest. He pissed off, he angry, he ready to fight, he ready to do everything. He ready to go crazy because he'd been going through this particular drama for all these years. And the 31-year-old man, he was mad too, but he was a different type of man. And the 15-year-old man was as the same as the 46-year-old man. And the 31-year-old man was telling the... Forty-six year old, he was telling him like, "Man, we got calm down. This ain't it. This ain't the way. This, this what we've been doing. We've been trying to do it politically. We've been trying to do it uh, on the streets, protesting, silent protests, violent protests. We didn't try to. Now we trying to do it the physical protests or looting and all that stuff, right? This, but this ain't it, right? And then he, and then the forty-six year old man, he was still mad. He wasn't listening." Until the 31-year-old man went and grabbed a 15-year-old boy and looked at him and said, man, listen, look at him. He's 46. He pissed off. I was just out here four years ago doing the same thing. I'm pissed off. It ain't changed. But the problem is we're doing the same thing. We don't even know the way to tell you. We don't know what path to send you on. Find a way. And he talking to the 15 year old. You go get your homeboys and find the way. Find, man, it sounds like to me, he has find a purpose, find how to fix it, find, find why this is going on, find the reason, right? And it was powerful to me. I'm like, man, this is crazy because you have multiple generations in this one video, but you seen men are. So-called men, you see what I'm saying? And that's what brought me to this conversation. And I wanted to say, we're going to go over these uh, points that we went over, right? Corey said, knowing is half the battle. It's powerful. So we know these things plague us, so we got to step up and change it, right? Right? And I ain't said, put off filthy communication. I'm just putting it out there so all y'all can take these things in and check yourself before somebody check it. Be able to look in yourself to see if this is something I'm doing. Right? Right? Um, and I ain't said, put off filthy communication. Or I said, um, put off hypocrisy. Walk it how you talk it. Stop being on the street telling people, hey, you got to do the right thing, young blood. Get out here and do this right thing. And then you out there, he turned the corner, you over there sniffing cocaine. Come on, man. It's crazy. It's easy to tell somebody something and don't do it, bro. It's harder to tell somebody something and be doing it yourself and show the way how to do it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Corey said, uh, step up as a man. Be a successful leader in your home, right? Come Become... Become the examples, right? And we got to look to teach because where I said, we're not taught to be men, right? So we got to look to teach to be men. The Bible tell you that. To go to the widows and the fatherless. We got to look how look looked for men that we need to teach that need our help, right? nine said, um, put off the materialistic things. Stop worrying about the jewelry, the car, the clothes, the TV, fancy house. Think about your people and helping your people, right? You had, of course, they put out the outside influence, the drugs. Stop getting into this. So I dropped out, so I'm going to start at Man, we got, where I was saying, we're not taught to be men. We got to teach to be men, man. We got to go out and find people that we can go to and talk to and teach how to be the men that we need in our community to help build our community. Anaya has said, put off the materialistic things, right? So I worry about cars, clothes, big house, how you look fancy and all that, man. Worry about how we're building our people, how we're building our community, how we prolonging our race because we dying off. They're killing us all the time. We got abortion clinics in our crib in our in our community. More of us is dying than them. You know what I'm saying? Focus on building us instead of just worried about what you can get for yourself, right? Corey said outside influence. The drugs in our community, man. You telling people do the right thing and then you out there doing all these drugs and I, what I was saying is you're not gonna, the white people not gonna let you do that in their community. Soon as, soon as you go to their community, you can walk down the block. I seen a brother walking down the block. It was on YouTube. He was just walking in the neighborhood. They called the police on it. You can't even go, you can't, you're not welcome there. I'm <laughs> just keeping your buck. You know what I'm saying? And Plow said, get back to the roots. Get back to the essence of this whole thing. Find a purpose. Find, find a way you need to walk in this. Find, a, find how to be men, right? Uh, Nyan said put off youthful fool, you lust. Fool you ain't 15 no more, man. It ain't cool to be out here smoking weed, chilling on the block with the homies. You 30, get off the block, man. Be a man, Be I mean, sorry, be a man. Help out, figure out some way to progress your community. Stop doing the same thing you was doing at sixteen, seventeen. Talking about you a big homie now. You still a little homie in a big homie body. Come on, man. Where I said, uh, put it on this TV, music, social media, because it's influencing us to act this way. He actually, he actually put out a challenge out there. A week, no TV, no social media, no music. Find something to do with your time for one week. And see how much you a drug addict to this to this stuff that we put in our house. How much we fiending for this stuff, bro. And watch the people we surround ourselves around once we start to change. Because the devil going to use them, if they didn't decide to change, to bring you back to where you was at. We got to pay attention, man. And the rose, I want to leave off with the rose. The rose was... um. Self-confidence, self-efficiency in yourself. Learn how to be a man yourself before you go out and try to teach somebody how to be a man. Figure out you and how to fix your situation to be a man and then go help the community. Provide, raise your children, protect the community, right? When you go to raise your children, take a village to raise a child, raise the other people, raise the next door neighbor children. Raise the two blocks over. Raise their children. Then, your, like I say I say to my mom and them all the time now, your kids in my presence, they under getting getting corrected. Anything they, they do, it ain't going to slide. I can't let it pass. They here. They in front of me. I got to handle it. I ain't got to call somebody, mom and be like, oh, well, I seen Jimmy out here. He, tri- he tripping. Oh, man, I can handle that. He right here in front of me. Right? Charity work, charity work, right? Try to go out and handle charity, man. Go out and give back. Help the homeless, bro. Go to go to the prisons. Talk to the brothers in there. Help change their mind, man. Go to the elderly home, help them. Go to the widows and speak with them help build them, right? And start to build an an inheritance to pass on to your next generation. Even if it's knowledge, even if it's wisdom, even if you taught them how to become a man, and that's the only thing you can give at this point, but teach them to build something to pass on, right? And where I said some major, that's what I want to stop with. Examples, use the examples of the scripture, man. You got all these Sarahs, no Abrahams, but everybody want to be called Lord. You tripping? Put yourself together. David, Job, Solomon. Come on, man. Focus, man. We got to be men and focus. We're going to end this episode. We want y'all to remember there's only one God, one family, and one nation. Shalom.
2: God, family, nation.